Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Good morning, Debbie. Hi, Liz. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you today? I'm good, actually. Yeah? Yeah, it feels like a, a good day today. Does it feel like the beginning of a, of a good week? It actually does. Yeah. It actually does. That's awesome, because there's certainly a lot of things going on around us that... Don't feel good. ...can break our spirit. And our hearts. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And I think that uh, sometimes it's okay to have your heart broken because it opens your heart up to other good stuff. I would agree. I think that if you don't get your heart broken from time to time, and if your heart doesn't break about what you're seeing around you, yikes. Yeah, that's a, that, that can be a really bad sign about the state of your heart, the yeah. state of your soul. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've discovered that a lot of people that I have been a little bit surprised, have been so dismissive mm -hmm. of stuff that's going on. And uh, it, it makes my heart feel better to mourn. Yeah, I, I agree. I've, I've had many moments of actual tears streaming down my face. One moment that I feel, it, it almost like took me down to my knees, literally. Just, right. uh, so watching, yeah. watching that, that beautiful young man being killed on right. TV. Right. So for those mm. of you listening to this, this might be a couple of weeks down the road before this gets out. And so we're still in the midst of mourning the death of George Floyd. Yes. We're still in the throes of watching the riots yes. and the um, fires and all of the and the emotions unfold. Mm -hmm. And um, I know I have a son that's a professional musician who plays on cruise lines and he's not able to work. And I have another son who's a videographer down in LA and he had to get out of there because of the danger. So, uh, you know, I have two sons who's- uh, Who are in it. Yeah, who are in it and whose lives have been severely disrupted over the last couple of yeah. months. Mm -hmm. And uh, disruption can be, mm -hmm. can be really um, crippling, yeah. but it can also be really um, inspiring. It can. It yeah. Can. And I'll just add that uh, my daughter, who's in the Bay Area, was in a peaceful um, demonstration that turned bad and had, was running down the streets away from tear gas and rubber bullets oh. and ducking down for protection and things. So those are things you don't as a mom want to be hearing. <laughs> no, and how proud I though am. are you of the fact that she's standing up for something that she believes strongly I in? I feel really proud. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. My son showed me some video that he had taken yeah. and uh, you know, it's really it's really heart-wrenching. But is. at the same time, you're so proud to know that these kids have grown up well, and to I, be young adults that stand for something. Yeah, and they can change the world. I mean, we all have a part in changing the world, but the young people can can change this. You know, not that us older people can't. But be isn't a part. that the history? Of, it that, is. That's part of our American history, it, it, actually. It is. Yeah. And that's and I see that. Mm -hmm. I see that generation just 
refusing to stand for this BS, I'll right. say, anymore. Right. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. It's not right. Right. So. And it's inspiring and it's exciting. Yeah. So, on that note. <laughs> on that note, well, I thought that today we would take a little bit of time getting to know you a little bit better. And so obviously you've raised a couple of kids that have big hearts. So we know that about you. Um, what, where, did your, where did your life story start? What is, what is your story, Debbie? What is my story? Well, there's many <laughs> aspects to it, but um, I was actually born in Central California. Uh, my parents were extremely young. My mom was 17. Oh, wow. And in, didn't finish high school. Oh, wow. And um, did finish high school later and ended up, you know, graduating from college later. But, in fact, she and I graduated. I graduated from high school the same year she graduated from college. Oh, that's awesome. Uh -huh. yeah. So she went back and finished her she education. She went back and finished her education. After you were born. And yeah. are you an only child? or No. So I have a, I have a sister. We've got... We, we share the same parents, mm -hmm. and then my parents divorced when I was about five, and my father remarried, and they they just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. Wow. I know, I know. Wow. And so I have two brothers, uh -huh. so we have the same father, and okay. then I have another brother, and we have the same mom. That's awesome. So I've got three half-brothers. So you have a pretty good relationship with all of those siblings? and I do. That's great. Do they yeah. live nearby? Um, my brother lives, yeah, yeah, they do. Okay. They're all, we're all in California. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and your, your dad lives here in the same town. Yes. And your mom, does she live here? She or? lives in the Sacramento area. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So not very far. Not very far. We're and all... still living and you get to, um, mm -hmm. you get to be a part of their life, which is awesome. I do. That's and great. And I'm really, really thankful for that. And in fact, and I'll just say without going into the whole thing, um, Grew up with my mom, so okay. through divorce and all those things, I didn't live with my dad. We would see each other at holidays and things, but pretty much all growing up, that was all that I saw of him, you know, was just at holidays, so very kind of sporadic. Right. Um, and then, um, you know, fast forward to now, they moved back here um, about four years ago, oh. and in the last four years... I have really gotten to know my dad and my stepmom, you know, in a way that that is just a blessing and a miracle, and and it's just really been a huge addition to my life to get to have my dad. How know. lucky! How mm -hmm. lucky is that? Yeah, yeah. My dad uh, passed away a couple of years ago, but but in the four years or so before he died, we had an opportunity to develop a different kind of relationship than yeah. we had ever had and yeah. got to know each other yeah. as adults and, and got to talk through a whole lot of stuff. So that's really a great thing to be able to do as an adult child. Very, very healing and good. I, do, I don't take it for granted at all. I'm just so happy for that. So, good. Um, so grew up with my mom. Okay. Um, my mom was young, and um, so um, there was a lot of chaos in our home. Oh, wow. There was a lot of husbands and things. <laughs> so she married a few times. She married a few times. Okay, all right. And um, she's actually married now. She's been married to Bill for, um, I think, more than 30 years, 30, oh, wow. maybe 35 years, something okay. like that. Okay, okay. So, um, and 
she went on to have a real successful career and stuff, and um, I remain really close with her and my stepdad. Um, so yeah, my, my family is, is pretty close. I'm very, very close with my sister, who is four years younger than me. All right. She's like my best friend. That's um, so great. So. Now, because I know you, I know that you grew up in your childhood was a little bit less than traditional. It was very less than <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how you grew up. Well, there wasn't, again, I, 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 I think I stressed the fact that my mom was young because when you're young, you don't know a damn thing, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you do the best you can, but mm -hmm. I remember looking at my daughter when she was 16 years old, looking at her going, you're as old as my mom was when she had me in her belly. Yeah. And, and I remember just thinking, oh, wow, you, you know, so, um, there wasn't a lot of structure. I don't, you know, my mom had to work, and so I remember things like, um, like coming home from school with no parent being home, having a list on the counter, and I had to make the dinner, and I had, I had to, I was the oldest, and I had to be pretty responsible pretty mm -hmm. young, mm -hmm. um, which is, I'm sure, part of my... <laughs> issues well we we definitely have that in common yeah but, uh, we have that in common that yeah. contributes to my issues as well yeah yeah so um but there was there was drug use um there was one uh stepdad and again I won't go into it but there was definitely some pretty traumatic abuse that went on but between he and my mother and he and me and at the time he, there were two, I had two stepbrothers that lived in the home too. So it was my sister and I, my mom and this man, and then his two boys. And there was just, oh, we moved, we, there was just a lot, it was just chaotic. Hmm. Um, and so, but there was a lot of abuse. And honestly, Liz, I have big, huge chunks out of my memory that I can't really remember. I, it's almost like I see little flashes of memory, but I don't, I don't have full-on memories of things. But, but there was a lot of trauma, and there was a lot of, you know, I, I mean, to this day, I have PTSD from, from that time in my life. Mm -hmm. I really do. I have, you know, I have a tendency to live with when's the next shoe gonna fall kind of kind of mentality because I feel like I'm always looking around like what's gonna come and get me sort mm -hmm. of thing and I've and I've worked very very hard to overcome that you know since but it still wants to creep up in wow. me the heart and mind really is a beautiful thing when it tries to protect us mm -hmm. from things from our past yeah. Um, yeah. and it does seem that the memories come at a time when we're ready to receive that is, them. That is correct. And we're ready to face them. Mm -hmm. And we're ready to use the memories of our past and the experiences of our past to help others heal. Exactly. Well, and that's an interesting point you bring up because I knew all of that stuff. Um, you know, I knew all that stuff happened, but there's a difference between knowing and then really kind of reliving and processing through it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I was always like a really good student. I always, 
was kind of an achieving type of a, a person, even though I myself went through a period in my teens where I drank a lot and smoked a lot of pot. <laughs> um, but I... Self-medicated. Yes. But I, in my early 20s, um, became a Christian. Okay. And my life kind of turned around. I got married. I had kids very young. And for years and years and years, all of that stuff kind of was just sort of pushed down. I, it, and not until I got into my mid to late 30s did it really start kind of bubbling up. And like you just said, I, when those things are ready to bubble up, they're gonna. Right. And, and so I went through many, many years of, of pain, yuck, therapy, <laughs> you know, and came out the other side you know, thankfully. So, um, but there's a lot, there's just a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk more about Mm -hmm. it as time goes on as well, because there's definitely some, um, bonding that we want to do with some of our listeners. We want people to know that they're not alone. And so we'll talk more about that. So looking back, I want to touch on you become a, you became a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, but looking back on your childhood, what about your childhood at the time did you just think was normal? This is what life is. I absolutely did. And then you really, so you thought everything about it was just normal and this is life. I thought, I can smoke cigarettes in my bedroom. This is awesome. (laughs) I'm sure everyone can do this. (laughs) Okay. So it wasn't until you grew up and kind of got to know other people and had your own children that you thought that was not normal. That is not normal. Yeah. There there were many, many epiphany moments where I thought, "Mm, I don't think I'll be letting my children do that. (laughs) But there were times along the way when you also knew in your heart and in your spirit that yeah. something that was going on really wasn't good. It wasn't right. Yeah, for sure. But it, you didn't have a lot of control over it. And I, and I had no way to counteract it. I had no, I had no, um, I didn't hang out with people that, that I knew, I guess, well enough. I mean, my, my, I had several best best friends, right. you know, there was a group of us that kind of all hung out and we all kind of had similar situations where wow. there was no dad around, the mom was kind of off doing whatever and and it seemed that's kind of how we all kind of were. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I I I was not I did not grow up in any kind of church. I wasn't around people who like how you've described had the formula and you're going to do this and that. Mm-mm. It was all kind of hippie kids okay. somehow. And, and so part of me, as much pain as there was, and during some of that time, I feel thankful that I didn't have exposure to some of that stuff that puts people in boxes you know, and boxes you in, and this is how you have to be. I mean, when I sort of found my spiritual self, I didn't have any of that stuff. So you didn't have any uh, foundation Mm. that you sort of had to dismantle and throw away. I didn't. I mean, you just, you could start fresh with a very fresh, open spirit, open heart. I feel like I did. And, and, you know, I feel like I've definitely morphed from when I was 20 in terms of what I believe and how I see it, but I didn't have to dig through a bunch of that 
stuff to 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 rebuild like you said um mm -hmm. you know my mom i mean my mom's a very very loving loving wonderful open spirited person and so i mean she was that part of me i feel like i get from her she was my role model in terms of just kind of living free spirit mm -hmm. she was but she also didn't know i don't think how to create boundaries and you know i didn't grow up feeling super safe mm -hmm. you know i right. didn't i didn't feel safe and that's a thing that i fight to this day as well so um you so know. did becoming a Christian, whatever road it took to, to get to that point, was that something that, that gave you a sense of safety? It that did. gave it, you this hedge of protection it, it kind did. of thing? It did. It gave me, it kind of gave me this, oh, okay, now I see what I'm supposed to do. And because of my personality type and my musical background, it was like I just had this instant kind of path, Okay. you know, which... <laughs> That was all messed up too because of you know my thinking, but right. um, but again, that's a whole other story. Right, right, right. So you brought up music. Mm -hmm. You are now today a voice teacher. You mm -hmm. are a performer. You have recorded albums. You're a writer. Uh, you definitely have a very eclectic. You've done some acting. You have a very eclectic artistic mm -hmm. um, bent. You're also a painter. You are an artist. Uh, you do beautiful tile work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know that there's a lot about you that's incredibly creative. Did you know early on that you had that creative side? I did. Yeah. When when I was a kid, I used to draw. I have all kinds of art and things from when I was like, I'm like, really? I did that when I was eight? Wow. You know? I was good. Wow. And uh, my dad actually, when I was 10, so they lived in the San Francisco area and they used to have in the San Francisco Chronicle, I want to say it was the Chronicle, something called the Junior Art Champion. Oh. And um, so every week kids would, or yeah, kids, you had to be a kid. Mm -hmm. I don't know how old, you know, but right. would send in their art and um, somebody would win and they would, they would put the picture in the newspaper. And I did a piece called A Piece. When I was 10, I did a piece <laughs> called Batik Butterfly. And it was, I wish I still had the actual thing, but it was a butterfly that looked like a batik, you know? Oh, wow. And I think because when I was at school, they had art at school and we yeah. did batik, you know? I had, I had some good teachers growing up. We did batik, so I think I probably drew the batik butterfly that I had done at school. Right. And... My dad submitted it, and I won. <laughs> That's so great. And I, so I still have the, the article from the Chronicle and my picture, and it says Deborah Ward, um, 10, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but how awesome that your dad had that yeah. uh, level of uh, encouragement, you know, yeah. so he would encourage, he, he recognized yeah. that you had something special, yeah. and he promoted that and yeah. he submitted that. He did. Um, it's, it's easy to be a parent and just be so busy with your own life that you don't recognize, that you don't, recognize, you don't yeah. know, you don't understand how valuable this is, um, or you're just not thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. 
And on the on the other side of that too, my mom, I think you know, she's the one who she made me get into flute lessons. Ooh. So, you know, I had to go I had to do it. I had to pick an instrument. So I picked flute. And um, that was probably the beginning of my musical journey because I, I picked it up really fast. Wow. And um, the other thing I'll say about music and me when I was small mm-hmm. is so for a period of time we had a house that my mom to help pay for rent we had a pretty big living room and so the living room was divided with um uh you know those hippie um kind of colorful bedspreads that you used to be able to oh, buy at, absolutely at that were used as wall hangings yeah, or <laughs> bedspreads or yeah, couch coverings those things <laughs> well absolutely the 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 room was divided with those okay and she would rent out you know little areas to college kids because we lived in a college town and um one of these i can't remember his name i can barely remember his face i have again very limited memory yeah but he had a drum set in there oh wow and he would practice and i'm this little 10 11 year old kid and i'm in there and i'm watching him and watching him and he said you want to try and I went around there and like I just in listening to him like I just you could play it I could just kind of do it yeah you know and he was like I just I just so it was it's been in me yeah and it came easy to you and it came easy okay you know and then you got married pretty young I was pretty much yeah yeah and were you already singing yeah when you okay yeah I I have a a a fun story from high school um uh I tried out I'll, I'll condense it I tried out for the school musical I didn't make it I was devastated because all my friends made it in and so I went to the teacher and I asked her why and the teacher told me that uh, it was because I could not sing. Wow! Mm-hmm. And she's she so she pulled out my little audition form, and I and I know, I was just terrified. Right. And I probably sucked at the audition. Right. But I was also only 16 years old, and I mean I yeah. wasn't nearly the singer then. But there's no I just couldn't believe that I couldn't that I didn't make it. So instead of that turning me away from it, which in my experience as a vocal teacher now, that happened to so many people and Mm -hmm. they quit. Right. I don't know what the thing in in me, why I didn't, but Mm -hmm. I didn't. I thought, oh, hell no. And (laughs) And I begged my mom to get me a singing teacher. And the first day I walked into that singing teacher's studio, and she started vocalizing me, and she looked up at me, and she's like, I don't get it. So I I had natural ability, right? you know, and... Um, well, I suspect that you had more voices in your head telling you that you could do it than you had telling you that you couldn't. Yeah, but and I don't so know that why. One, that one voice <laughs> didn't, you know, uh, yeah. didn't squash all the other voices. So you had, you clearly had some encouraging parents. You had a dad who submitted your art, a mother who, when you said, I want voice lessons, took you yeah. and found it for you. So I think yeah. that that's a really, it's really important to have people in our lives that will encourage us yeah. and I mean, will you know, keep stoking that fire. Yeah. I sometimes wish 
or think about, you know, had I been in more of like a traditional family or system, I'll say, you know, with the mom and dad and stability, blah, blah, you know, because really, I would have wanted to be a drummer, Liz. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so if someone would have seen... That girl can play. I just... You are uh, a Karen Carpenter <laughs> in the making. You want yeah, it to be her. I really, really... Like, I have this fantasy that I want to be a drummer in a band. Oh, that is so awesome. So, As somebody who's married to a drummer... I know you I'm are. sure that he would have found you very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> he loves a good female drummer. Oh, uh, so that's funny. great. Yeah. And so you, got, you were married for how long to your first so husband? I was married to my first husband for about 23-ish years okay had two kids had two kids uh-huh. um we actually to this day are best friends mm-hmm. and so we just we just about the time that I earlier in this little talk told you that my stuff kind of started bubbling up was kind of around the time that things sort of dismantled we were working at a church things were hard mm-hmm. um and you know while there's always two people it's never just one person in a relationship when it ends. Um, I, I do take sort of the responsibility of knowing that, you know, my, my past <laughs> didn't help our situation and the things that I deeply had buried, mm-hmm. you know. And so, so I've had to look at those skeletons really, really deeply and honestly, and, and I've had a lot of uh, talks with my ex-husband sitting about as close as you and I are right mm-hmm. now with tears streaming down my face and his, you know, just really talking about what happened and why and very, very healing. But, you know, those those skeletons can become beautiful. And it, that one for me has, you know. They really, and I think that that's, Uh, what you and I have in common Mm -hmm. in our desire for this podcast and moving forward and for the people whose lives we might become a part of, Mm -hmm. who might become a part of our lives, is we know that keeping those skeletons just shoved in the back corner doesn't help anybody. It's not good for anybody. No. And when we're looking to other people like our spouse or our boss or our pastor or even our kids Mm -hmm. to fill the empty voids that have been created by pain, um, all that does is end up breaking the relationship because nobody can be what we need them to be no, they if we're needing them to be a doctor and yeah. a therapist nobody can and be a, a pastor and a counselor right. and a lover and all of those things yeah nobody can fit everybody's can feed or fill everyone's needs you know right. I mean my husband now he can't fill all my needs going in knowing that mm-hmm. and without an expectation mm-hmm. I think that too when you're young I think we have an expectation that the other person is supposed to just be everything and the realization that it ain't so right you know is is tricky right so So you went through a divorce mm -hmm. uh, i mean after 23 years how long were you single um well (laughs) single what does that mean well how long (laughs) how long between marriages (laughs) About, about about 10 years how was it being in the dating scene? Because I got divorced, but I was 22 I, years old. I feel like... <laughs> so I felt like I had never really stopped dating when I got divorced, you know? because well, I never really dated. Okay. I All got right. married, and because of 
my my history from from growing up and the abuse abu- abuse and things right right that happened um I didn't have a lot of uh boyfriends I didn't date I I met my ex-husband at the theater and we pretty much got married we just got married I mean you You even got married at the theater correct we did yeah yeah we did so I um I didn't date I didn't have that time when you know I think a person should be dating Mm -hmm. so after I got divorced I feel like I went through my You 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 went through your in your through your twenties when you were in your forties. I did, and I you know it's funny. I my daughter and I, who she and I are very close, we joke about it because she can totally see that that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she was on the outside watching. She's and, like, oh my god, mother, what are you doing? <laughs> now who is this guy? What? <laughs> that's great. And then you met your husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I met my husband uh, here right in this building that we are okay. in okay. Um, okay he was which is where you do your which is your studio yes. you do voice lessons yeah. okay and there's music lessons that go on here yeah. and guitar so, drum drum lessons that yes. go on here yes and there's ukulele there's drums that's in the back Liz we could go back there and I can show you <laughs> your, I can show your you drum my, my skills <laughs> That's awesome. So you met him here. Yeah, Did he, he would, just walk in no, off the street? No, he was taking uh, lessons from oh, one of the teachers here. Okay. It, he's a photographer, and so he was trading out. The, the teacher is in a band, and so he was taking pictures of their band in exchange for some singing lessons. They, were, they bartered. And so this guy walks in, and I looked at him, and I thought, oh, wow, he's pretty handsome. <laughs> and But not realizing that I had met him years and years before because oh I was in this group years and years before and one of those members was his partner in a photography business. Oh. And so I met him when he looked different. He had dark hair, now he's got gray hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I didn't recognize that it was him, but he knew it was me. Oh. And so, uh, anyway, make a long story short, he invited me on a date and mm-hmm. you know so now you just had your third anniversary yes, right yes. and you run this business together yes, we do. and you are still like all of us working through yep. your junk yep and just like it's, we all have to do every single day that's right and these poor husbands of ours have to come along on the yeah, ride they do and, <laughs> and you not know, that they are junk free let me just say well that's i'm just yeah you know no, nothing is ever perfect but right. but you know you can if you if you are awake enough you can come to an understanding that okay i know going into this kind of what I'm going into, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I see the places that kind of what, like we said earlier, um, I see the places that we're not going to be able to fulfill each other's needs, but I've got my girlfriends and I can, you know, I can talk about, you know, spiritual things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, you know, you just, you go in knowing with a different kind of an understanding of what this is. It's not about making everything better it's about walking through all the junk together and trying to work it out along the way side by side together and having that um peace 
has made this marriage different, okay. you know, from my perspective of feeling like in my first relationship, um, like I had this expectation that he, he just should know me. He just should know that. He just should be able to read my mind. And I, <laughs> I couldn't figure that out. Right. I couldn't, I, I didn't get it. Right. You know, I didn't. So, right. so, um, you know, things are, things are good. And I, I do know your ex-husband and your, your present husband, and I've seen you in the presence of both of them, mm-hmm. and I, I see um, the person that you are around them, and I see the, the positive relationship that you have with your ex-husband as mm-hmm. well as your, your present husband, and, and it's very, and the, and the relationship that they have with one another. I know. You know, and the kindness that they show yeah. to one another. Yeah. So it's, it's, really, it's, it's really beautiful from the outside. Thank you. Uh, it yeah, is. absolutely. It uh, is. There was one time, in a choir situation yeah. where your ex-husband was here and I know one of the choir women said well this is weird <laughs> <laughs> and I said actually it's not yeah, it, it's, it's not. just this it's, is who this is a testament to who Debbie is yeah, yeah. thank you that's yeah, very you. that's very kind yeah. I, I mean I you know I see that I feel like you know kind of like what I said earlier about the skeleton thing being willing to look at it and really honestly look at those skeletons of why that relationship fell apart and being able to acknowledge it for reals right and and right. Ha- has made it possible to heal it right and to move forward and to be okay with other it's awkward i know i mean other people have told me Debbie, this is uh, <laughs> like, well i know it seems weird but honestly it's just not right and i've bumped into several women who say that they're good friends with their ex and their ex comes to christmas dinner and yeah i don't i mean i'm not unusual necessarily i know i know that exists mm-hmm. so um and it can be really a great teaching tool for our grown-up children mm-hmm. to model for them that yeah. um especially when it comes fairly naturally to just be that and do that yeah. that's that's the that's what comes naturally as opposed to fighting over it right, and right. you know trying to force a round a peg right. into a square hole well, i know both of my children have expressed in in their way to both my ex-husband and i um how thankful they are that we're friends right and that it's not weird right and so real quick before we wrap up yeah. what is your um you, you use the word spirituality a lot so mm-hmm. what what do you believe about spirituality just for you what is the importance of it what what kind of a what kind of a picture would you like to paint yeah. of spirituality well i really do believe that at the end of the day we're all here to try to figure out why we're here <laughs> right. you know and and we have we've all been trying to figure that out since the dawn of time people so i i feel that for me my spiritual journey started, well, actually, when I look back, I think it started when I was a young child, but I'll say from the, when I became a Christian, when I was in my early 20s, that was kind of the beginning of my heart and spirit and soul and eyes opening up to the the idea that there could be something bigger than me outside of me working. Mm-hmm. And um, in the confines of where I was at, that was Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so I still have an affinity and a and a um, identity in that, but I've but I've morphed and I've changed into seeing things in a more 
bigger, more bigger, mm -hmm. in a more bigger way. <laughs> A global, like we're all connected. Yeah. We're, we are all connected. We're all connected, and yeah. and we and we all can tap into whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the universe. We can all tap into that. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, because I so, I mean, I have peace on my arm, and mm -hmm. I have, I have, you know, I, I want messages of love tattooed I, on your body. I have Absolutely. messages. Of <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, I want, I want peace mm -hmm. for me, for the world, for you, for everyone I know who's hurting. And so for me, it's, it's, it's really about becoming the person that I can become to help in, in the circle that I'm in and the people that come across my path that I can somehow be that and, and project that and, and help that to happen. Historically, it feels like religion builds walls mm -hmm. and spirituality uh, breaks, them down. breaks them down yeah, that's and a really, brings us closer together. That's a really good way to say it. Yeah, so being interconnected is what it's yeah. all about. Yeah, yeah. So, well, Debbie, I can't wait to spend some time getting I, to know you better I and know. talking more about all kinds of stuff over I, the next... We have lots of stuff We have to a talk. lots of stuff to talk about, <laughs> and we really hope that you will come along with us and join us on this journey yeah. and pull out those skeletons, and don't be afraid to dance with them because they make you stronger. They do. And better. And they heal you. And they heal you. Mm -hmm. Yeah and they heal you and they can be really good friends yep. so enjoy those skeletons yes hey deb thanks for talking to me today thanks for having me yeah Liz. yeah yeah we'll see you uh we'll see you next week and we'll yes. talk some more okay very right. good bye